At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here on a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets, big winners last night against the Houston Rockets, 123-99, the final score, the most lopsided victory of the season, so far for the Charlotte Hornets as they get back above 500, improving to 18 and 17 on the season. We're going to talk about the win. We're going to talk about some changes the NBA has put in place in terms of health and safety protocols, modifying the amount of time players who are fully vaccinated have to sit out if they do, in fact, test positive for COVID-19. So we'll talk about those as well. And we're going to talk, one of our favorites here on the Hornets Hivecast, Power rankings. There's a whole new slate of them out there every week, and it really helps make this podcast move along. So helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. And Rob, let's get right into it. Charlotte, a dominating performance against an undermanned Houston Rockets team. Even if they are at full strength, Houston's a very young team. It's one that the Hornets, at this stage of their path towards the playoffs, are expected to get a win against, particularly when rested, particularly at home. But that doesn't mean it didn't come without its difficulties. It's playing without both Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington, who had sat out their first game for health and safety protocols, did get good news in terms of Cody Martin coming back. More on that later. But this was in no way, shape, or form an easy 
just put it in the win column kind of game. Houston is perfectly capable of scoring a victory over Charlotte. We saw that firsthand when the two met up in Houston a month ago, but the Hornets able to coast to a win 123 to 99, shot the ball very well from three, forced plenty of turnovers out of the Rockets. All of the keys that we had highlighted ended up coming to fruition for Buzz City. Yeah, you kind of touched on it too. What I was going to say is that the Hornets, you know, trailed with two minutes to go in the first quarter in this one. I mean, Houston had a 26-25 lead at one point. Charlotte was able to put up 33 points though in the first quarter and lead at 33 to 29 and then it just kind of snowballed from there a really good second quarter from the Hornets who outscored the Rockets 31 to 21 in that frame and then you know put up 32 points once again in the third quarter first three quarters were 30 plus for the Hornets so the offense was certainly there that's the thing I mean in that game that was in Houston a lot of things going against the Hornets you talk about second night of a back-to-back having to go on the road but give the Rockets a lot of credit Christian Wood had a monster game that night Houston shot the three ball very well and Houston shot the three well in the first quarter as well. They were shooting 50% from three in the first quarter. They they just went ice cold. But yeah, I mean, again, it's the NBA. Every team is capable of winning games despite Houston being a young team and being in the bottom of the Western Conference. The Rockets still have 10 wins to their credit, and they were still able to rip off a seven-game winning streak at one point, and they beat the Brooklyn Nets this year. So anything is certainly possible. So, you know, the Hornets were just able to get up early, take care of business, and kind of coast to this one in the second half. And it was a nice change of pace considering some of the games that the Hornets have had this season so far. Two things I really liked about this performance. One is common for the Hornets. One, quite frankly, is a kind of uncommon in the last couple of weeks. The uncommon one first. Hornets had sustained, constant offense and defensive highlights. Uh, yeah, Houston shot the ball pretty well in the first quarter, particularly from three. It's a make-miss league, and they they shot the ball really well, so you tip your cap. That's how they were able to stay in the game. But the Hornets, they were consistent and constant. 33 points first quarter, 31 in the second, 32 in the third, 27 in the fourth, and that's with them eating a couple of possessions there. So I think Charlotte's sustained offense was really a positive sign, and their sustained defense on top of it, very, very positive to see from the Hornets. The other thing, which is far more common to see from Charlotte. Very balanced scoring. You had six guys in double figures. You didn't have guys really pushing for their own shots. Everyone in the starting lineup shot at least 50% from the field. Usually there's one guy who's a little bit off, but the team was taking such high quality shots. Everyone shot well. If you throw Kelly Oubre in there, the sixth person who was in double figures for the Hornets, he also shot 50% from the field, even though he was one for seven from three. That's how good he was about getting to the basket. They was able to finish all of his two-point shots, even though he had a tough time making it from three. Hornets as a whole shoot 43% beyond the arc, even better than their league-leading three-point shooting percentage, all the way around a very good performance, led by Terry Rozier, who had a game-high 27 in the win. Martin and the Hornets have numbers now, four on three. Martin gives it off to Ish Smith, fires it out to the corner. Terry Rozier for three, better hit it, he does. Terry Rozier drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. I say better hit it because Ish Smith Passed up a wide-open lay-in to get it to him. He knocks it down, though. 27 for Terry. And the Hornets are back up by 26. Good shot by Terry. Good decision, as it turned out, by Ish Smith. One of his six assists. Second on the team, only to the starting point guard, LaMelo Ball. But, as I said before, it wasn't just the offense. The defense was there as well. Hornets held Houston, undermanned as they might have been for this one, under 100 points, held them to 99. Terry, after the game, talked about the defensive performance. To be honest, uh, my defense all year just just haven't been there as far as the effort. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say you got to look yourself in the mirror. And, you know, the coaches just challenged me 
to pick it up in the last couple of games. So, you know, that's that's been the emphasis for me. And I know offense will be, I'll be fine to take care of itself. So, you know, just trying to control what I can on the defense. Yeah. He did, they did, and now it's time for us, Rob Longo and myself, Sam Farber, here to pick our stars of the night. Rob, technically speaking, you're the guest tonight, so you get first dibs. Who is your star for this 123-99 to victory for your Charlotte Hornets? Well, since you were out on the West Coast for the last two weeks, it feels a little weird to be on the uh, guest side of things, but... You know, there were so many to pick from as the Hornets were able to hold an opponent under 100 points for the fifth time this season so far. Really impressive defense, like you mentioned. But I got to go with Jalen McDaniels for a multitude of reasons. Shovels it off to Jalen McDaniels, fires with one on the shot clock and knocks it down. Jalen McDaniels drilling a Lowe's three-point shot. And the Hornets have a 6-0 lead. So no P.J. Washington, no Miles Bridges last night due to health and safety protocols. Jalen McDaniels gets his first start of the season, and he goes off for 16 points. He had seven of those in the first quarter alone, 6 of 12 from the floor, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc as well. A couple of rebounds, a couple of assists thrown in there as well. I just thought Jalen was the, I don't want to say he was the reason why the Hornets really got off to such a great start, but he certainly didn't hurt the cause in the first quarter. He had seven of Charlotte's 15 points. Already, I mean, he was three for three from the floor, just looking really good out there. Jalen McDaniels, definitely my top performer, just based off of him able to get slotted into that starting lineup to replace Miles Bridges. Didn't seem to miss a beat in his first start of the season. Again, he started 18 games last year, so it wasn't like this wasn't foreign territory for him. But I thought just one of those instances of these bench players getting called upon to have a little bit of a bigger role. We've seen it so many times this season due to health and safety protocols, due to injuries, and due to just being shorthanded in general. And I thought Jalen McDaniels was just another person as you just kind of plug that cog into the machine and it keeps on rolling down the hill that is the Charlotte Hornets. Good pick. Season high, 16 points for Jalen McDaniels and took the second most field goal attempts tied with couple other players, but second most field goal attempts of anyone for Charlotte in last night's win. It's going to be a very different test in the next game against Indiana when he has to tangle with either Damana Sabonis or Miles Turner or both, depending on how the rotations work out. But that's a question for another podcast, not for tonight. Good pick on your player of the game. My pick is someone else who had a season high. It is Mason Plumley. Hayward catches, drives underneath, received by Plumley, floats it in at the buzzer. It's good. Mason Plumley. A 13-point half assist from Gordon Hayward. What a finish for Plumley! Six for six from the field in the first half. Mason Plumley did a little bit of everything last night. Perfect from the field, goes seven for seven, one for two from the free throw line, which is improving on his free throw percentage. He's heading in the right direction, at least. One rebound shy of a double-double, really didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. Less than 30 minutes on the floor. All of these things are really big positives. And just to see him be confident and consistent on the offensive end. There have been times this year where he seemed hesitant to take his own shot, to make his own post move. This time around, he just looked confident confident out there, and it was something noticed by his teammates as well. Terry Rozier chimed in on the play of Mason Plumley after the game. Mason do a great job, you know, always talking to us out there and helping us. Uh, it was good to see him uh, get some life back out there and, uh, you know, get some dunks, uh, Shaq dunks today, and, you know, just him out there having fun flying around. Uh, we love that for Mason, and we're going to need that, so we, we know he's going to continue to do that for us. Great performance by Mason Plumley, perfect from the field, and did a good job keeping Christian Wood in check for the Houston Rockets as well. 
Big, big positive day for the Hornets last night, 123-99, to the final score over Houston. Even more positive because it puts them right back above 500. And depending on how things go today between Philadelphia and Washington, both of whom are playing on the road today, if both of them lose, Charlotte could tip off against Indiana on Wednesday in a top-six position in the Eastern Conference. But again, that's a topic for another podcast. Next topic for this one. There have been some changes in the NBA's health and safety protocols. What are are they? What do they mean? We'll talk about it next here on the Hornet Tidecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. And off for Cody Martin. Sets his feet. Wing three on the way. Yes, sir. Cody Martin drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. That is a highlight from Cody Martin, not from last night's convincing 123-99 to win, but uh, still a highlight nonetheless from one of Charlotte's top performers so far this season. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Why did we play a Cody Martin highlight? Well, because there have been changes to the health and safety protocols, which allowed for Cody Martin to come back quicker. Here are some of the details from the NBA. Players who test positive for COVID-19 will now have a quicker path to return to active play, the league completing a significant update to its health and safety protocols yesterday. The biggest change, the isolation period for players who test positive has now been significantly shortened down to six days from what had been the customary 10, provided the players are asymptomatic and meet other testing standards. It follows a memo that came out also yesterday from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, cutting isolation restrictions for Americans who catch the coronavirus from 10 days to 5 days. CDC officials made the move saying the evidence shows people with the coronavirus are most infectious in just the 2 days before and 3 days after symptoms develop. NBA is relying on that data as well as their own, telling teams that the updated protocols reflect analysis of testing data that the league and its infectious disease experts and epidemiologists have gathered throughout the pandemic. And by the way, the NBA is is recording, collecting, cataloging information as well if not better than any other entity out there charting which players have had what vaccines when and all this other information i think there's not just going to be a lot of knowledge taken away by the nba from the cdc but the other way around helping us all learn to live with covid19 or work our way hopefully out of this pandemic everyone knock on wood rob knock on wood knocking knocking on his head i'm knocking on my head that good that uh, helps out Uh, hopefully we're out of this sooner rather than later just as a reminder the nba has seen a lot of coronavirus infections the numbers have increased in recent days. That's despite the fact that 97% of all players and at least 65% of eligible players have been boosted against the virus. 65% boosted, 97% vaccinated. This is a significant change. It did, from what I was told, allow Cody Martin to play in last night's game against Houston, where he otherwise would not have been able to, would have had to wait another day or two, maybe even had to have missed the Indiana game in order to wait until he cleared protocols. But because of this change, he was able to get back out there on the floor. It's just another sign that the, to me at least, that the information is getting better both from the federal government, obviously the CDC, as well as the NBA on what the appropriate safety protocols are to make our way 
through the pandemic to be able to either live with in a world where COVID-19 continues to exist, whether that's now or for the foreseeable future. It doesn't really matter. It's here now. And I think, again, the NBA has been better than anyone else, any other major sports entity or any major company for that matter, in figuring out ways to create as safe an environment as possible for the players to play and for fans to enjoy NBA basketball. Yeah, and they've taken all the precautions to go along with it as well. I mean, again, for a little bit of inside baseball, you and I just got tested last night after the game just to you know make sure that everything was good, and it was a very simple process. We allowed the teams to get tested before, and then we it was our turn, but you know they've just been doing such a great job of keeping everybody in place just to make sure that we are okay, we are safe. Certainly such a great environment just to you know have that peace of mind really and especially with that moving forward and moving forward with these different precautions with these shortened time periods if you are COVID positive it's really going to help I think a lot of the teams kind of navigate this as well we've seen so many hardship 10-day contracts the last couple of weeks just around the NBA in general and I mean you know we thought that the Hornets for the most part were coming out of the woods really for lack of a better term from all of these COVID health and safety protocols because you know of all of the stuff that they had to endure the last couple of weeks right before that big long west coast road trip and even on the road trip as well but then sunday we get word that pj washington and miles bridges go into health and safety protocols and again what james borrego said at the beginning of the season is that by the start of the season that the team was supposed to be 100 percent vaccinated that is just what james borrego said so going off of that as a whole with that said now with this shorter time period if pj washington if miles bridges if those guys are asymptomatic again we're just saying this is a big if Maybe we see them for that Phoenix game on January 2nd. That Maybe we see them in Washington January 3rd. We're not spitballing here. We're just laying out the facts. I mean, regardless of where you stand on everything going on right now in the world, this is what we have to deal with. And this is what the guidelines call for now. And this is how teams are going to have to process it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point you bring up in terms of when uh, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington originally went into the protocols and when they could potentially come out based off my reading of this. And I might not be correct, but it, it does seem to open the door door that either the Phoenix or Washington game at the start of 2022 could be an opportunity for Miles Bridges or P.J. Washington, assuming they have little to no symptoms and have that fast recovery time, could come back. Not will come back, could come back. The door has been cracked open a little bit more here. So the other thing that I think it details, as much fun as it is watching Joe Johnson return to active duty in the NBA or seeing several of these G League call-ups, we've seen several members of the Greensboro Swarm get these contracts and get these opportunities in the NBA, and that's fantastic. It does provide a little bit more, I'll say, you know, peace of mind for teams and players that they don't necessarily have to lose a bunch of games because players are out. The science, the details here seem to indicate that if a player tests positive for COVID-19, knock on wood, they are far less likely to get it again, at least not in the very, very near future. So that's positive information coming from the NBA. And if you're a fan of a team and you see that, okay, LaMelo Ball was in health and safety protocols, you can have a little bit more peace of mind that he will be, at least in that vein, you know, able to perform for the Hornets as soon as he comes out of it. And similarly, hopefully for Miles Bridges and people. DJ Washington in the not-too-distant future. So shortening that runway time gives the teams a, a little bit more flexibility, at least, to work with. But hopefully we are going to be through this latest wave of COVID-19, both as a league and as a country and as a world of global population sooner rather than later and can just move forward. But we wanted to share these new protocols with you from the NBA. The big headline news, again, down from 10 days to 6 days is the period for which players who are asymptomatic and meet other testing standards have to isolate before returning 
to active play. Coming up next, we are going to talk power rankings. A new round of them have come out. Where does Rob Longo think the Hornets should be? Where are they actually? We'll talk about that next here on the HHC. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Third and final segment of this edition of the HHC brought to you, of course, by Santa. Rob, I know it's one of your favorites, Power Rankings. It's the time of the week that they always come out. Latest round have come out, a couple of publications. I didn't tell you which one because I wanted you to give us your honest opinion on where the Hornet should be. I have selected one. I have it written down on my little tablet in front of me. And I will ask you the most important question, where in the hierarchy of the 30 NBA teams do you think the Hornet should be in this week's Power Rankings? I don't want you to like flip it on me because I read the athletic ones. I hope it's not the athletic. You probably wrote down ESPN because you know how I feel about it. You gave me a wink. That's great. Oh, boy. I don't really care for how the athletic does its power rankings. I think I've gone on record a couple of times here on the podcast saying that. But I'm going to go ahead and say that you're going to pick ESPN, and I am going to say I will stay middle of the pack. I'll go upper end. I'll go 13. We'll go lucky number 13. He says 13. You're wrong on all of it. Uh, I went with NBA.com. Oh. (laughs) NBA.com has the Hornets up last week from 16 to number 12 in the power rankings into a top 12 position. If you were just evening them out between East and West, if it was six per conference, that would mean that the Hornets are out of the play-in tournament altogether. But, uh, of course, uh, that's not exactly how it works, and there's still seven teams ahead of the Hornets in the Eastern Conference in this power rankings. But nonetheless, number 12 overall, very good place to be. A couple of things factor in here, and I, I really like the way that these power rankings were put together. It does you know, I identify the obvious. The Hornets have not had a good defense this season. Statistically speaking, they've been at or near the bottom in overall defense, opponents' effective field goal percentage, defensive rebounding percentage. But it also points out some things that I think need to be brought into context when you're doing power rankings, such as the Hornets have played the league's most road-heavy schedule to this point. They've got the fourth biggest differential between their winning percentage at home and on the road. Some of that has to be because of health and safety protocols and injuries. Some of it has to be because when you're on the road that long, it can stack up. Some of the difficulties can grow on top of each other. So Charlotte has had a very difficult schedule, and I think that's been identified here in these power rankings. NBA.com slating the Hornets at number 12. I think it's a very, very solid pick. You said 13, so as is customary, you now have to pick a team that is behind the Hornets in the power rankings that you think should be ahead of Charlotte. Your choices are Denver was number 13. The Clippers were number 14, and Dallas, who was number 15. Very difficult decision here because Denver, the Hornets just beat, but took a brilliant fourth quarter comeback to do that. L.A. Clippers and Dallas both have wins over the Hornets, but both were on their home floors as a part of a long Western Conference road trip. So, floor is yours, Rob Longo. Which of these three teams do you think the Hornets should have been behind in the NBA.com power rankings. This is tough because now I wish I would have said that the Hornets should have been like ninth in the power rankings because for some reason on these power rankings, Memphis is ranked ninth, which I don't agree with at all because Memphis just lost to OKC not that long ago, last week in fact. But to Memphis answer your question, is 20 and 14, to answer so. your question, 
as we get back on track here on the Hornets Hivecast. I am going to say that I would probably put the Clippers ahead of the Hornets just because of the sheer fact that the Hornets have just not really had a whole lot of luck with the Clippers the last couple of seasons. Yeah, they just got that win out in Denver. Mavericks have wins against them as well, but Dallas just doesn't really look the same with Luka Doncic out of the lineup. I know that the Clippers are going to miss Paul George for a couple of weeks now because of a ligament tear in his elbow, but I just think that the Clippers are a little bit more balanced The Nuggets rely just a little bit too much on Nikola Jokic, which is certainly understandable because, again, he was the reigning league MVP from last season, and he's putting up some crazy numbers again this year as well, especially keep in mind the last couple of games as well. But I think I would put the Clippers slightly ahead of the Hornets just for all of the reasons that I rambled off for the last minute or so. I'll give it to you. It's a really difficult question. You know, the Clippers, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, have the best record of those three teams. They've also played the fewest road games in the NBA to this point. So they've had an advantageous schedule and are still just barely over 500. So tough to say that they should be way ahead of the Hornets because the whole reason I think the Hornets should be higher in the power rankings is because they've had the most difficult schedule in terms of home and road. So that would kind of fly in the face of that. Denver, I'd kind of lean in their direction to put them ahead, even though the Hornets just beat them because it took a a monumental comeback to get it done. I think you would probably argue that Denver was the better team for more of that game than Charlotte was. Of course, doesn't really matter how many minutes you're leading. It matters who's winning at the end of the game, and the Hornets did that. Denver has played more road games than home games to this point, and they have just been riddled with injuries and absences. Maybe they get healthier later on down the line and end up being a better team, but that's not really an argument for power rankings. Power rankings are a snapshot of the here and now, and the Hornets just beat Denver on the road, so I don't know that you could put them ahead. I guess that would leave Dallas, who at least beat the Hornets. They've played an equal stretch of home and road games to this stage. They do have a big two, at least, I think, and Chris Depp's Porzingis, a former All-Star, and Luka Doncic, and even though they've had some injury issues with their stars, I still think Dallas is a good team, and they did beat the Hornets in the head-to-head, so maybe Dallas is the one I would take, but ultimately, I think the Hornets are probably pretty accurately ranked. As you indicated, other power rankings have the Hornets quite a bit lower. I don't agree with that. I think Charlotte should be somewhere around the top 12 or 13 teams in the NBA. Not to rain on any other power rankings parade, but the Athletic had the Hornets ranked 20th. I'm just going to leave it at that. We're going to save that for another podcast. Maybe tomorrow we will have another edition of the HHC previewing the Hornets matchup against the Indiana Pacers, which is, of course, tomorrow, the final game of the 2021 calendar year. And maybe we'll dig into another power rankings or two. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out. Rob Longo, it's great to see you in person. We finally got to do this face-to-face for a change. Don't lie to the people, Sam. Don't lie to them. Why do you got to be negative? Why? In any case, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying thank you to all of you for tuning in. It is, as always, our pleasure and privilege to bring you another edition of the HHC. We'll talk to you tomorrow when the Hornets will be taking on the Indiana Pacers. Till then, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.